It's mobile. It's mobile. It's more, bro. <laughs> uh, did we? What does Morbo sound like? By the way, this is Morbo. He sounds. Oh, hi, Morbo. How Hello. are you? How okay. is your? Okay, are you, <laughs> you sound fucking depressed. Well, spider. Are spiders normally like? Is this sound all spiders sound? It's not a great time, <laughs> but it's a long time, baby. Amen. <laughs> Uh, caught any flies in your web recently? Uh, listen, it's been it's been lean year. It's been lean year for Morbo. <laughs> you've been you've been cutting this year. Been real cutting. Been really, <laughs> really cutting back. Yeah. Uh, you had like a sober October type deal, but for food. Yeah. Scones. <laughs> really got a lot. Hey, Scones. Marvel's got a lot to say. I love it. Really? Normally, he doesn't have enough. Usually, when I talk to him in the break room, it's he's very curt, and he he his life <laughs> sounds awful. <laughs> um, Phil doing the Monday in morning. I told him I'd let him do it because he's been bugging me about it. Uh, um, Phil, you earned it. <laughs> You're very welcome, Phil. Uh, let, me, let me take off this. I'm, I'm wearing a fleece, and it's hot. Ooh, a fleece. Navidad, maybe. Okay, fleece is off. All right, headphones are back on. So we're having a, a bit of a storm in the Northeast, and I'm worried about losing my power. So I'm kind of cranking my heat right now, ready, anticipating that I might not have it for a bit. I lost my power this morning. Yes, at about five thirty a.m. And for those of you who don't Nash- know, Dars, you lose no, power no, no, more no, than no, anyone no, no, I know. No, no. <laughs> no, that was that was in the previous home. My yes, boy. I know. But then now this is the first time in this new home. It's power outage too. Power Edge 2, Electric Boogaloo. Or lack of Electric Boogaloo. Uh, yeah. And uh, National Grid was like, oh, homie, don't worry. We got you. Cruise on the way. I was like, they rolling through <laughs> right National now? National Grid sounds sick. Yeah. And they're like, don't worry. It'll be up and running by 6 p.m. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, and they're like, shoot. tomorrow night. God dang. <laughs> I was like, wait wow, a minute. That's really? not the same. But yeah. Then, but then he just lied to you? Yeah, but then he hit me with that like Ghost of Christmas Future, and then was like, "Oh shit, I gotta fix this now." Oh no, he pointed. Yeah, he pointed and gave my house the old electric light orchestra, and here we are. Wow! So I was worried we weren't gonna be able to record. Uh, it's the holiday episode, everybody. The holiday Happy holidays! Season. If you're a, a, a Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa uh, enjoyer, uh, celebrate good times. Come on! Yeah, what are we at? How many uh, days of Hanukkah are we on? Oh man, let's see. Let me do some quick, quick maths. I want to say day five. Day well, when we're recording, it is the twenty third. Oh yeah, and the, the last night is the twenty sixth. Yeah, so, so we're we're deep day five. in the, I'm right. the climax of Hanukkah right now. Yeah, we're deep in the climax of Hanukkah. <laughs> I know the story of Hanukkah. I've seen uh, full court. I've seen Miracle. Rugrats. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh that too. The Rugrats story from the Rugrats. Tommy's Dude, the Rugrats. Yeah, that was like the first show to ever acknowledge that Judaism exists. <laughs> I know. I'm good. Don't at me on that one, but I'm pretty sure. Um, Scones, does your Feliz Navidad have Christmas stuff on it? You didn't answer me, but I think it's because you didn't hear me. Feliz Navidad. Wait, what? I don't know what you said. You said you were wearing a fel- you said you were wearing a fleece. Oh, I said a Feliz Navidad. Is it a Christmas sweater? No, and you never I'm answered. keeping that one fresh and clean for day of. But uh, ooh, Santa's getting that peep show. <laughs> <laughs> true or false do you want to phone a friend oh true 
<laughs> true. Grudgingly true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say it again in that peep show. Dude, little peep show followed by some cook, milk, milk and cookies. <laughs> God damn, that's a good night, says Santa Claus. Mrs. Claus don't gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> little scony peep showny. What a, what a, what a year. What a, what a year. <laughs> You're talking like it's the best of it. It's, listen, New Year's is next week. You know, oh, I knew that. <laughs> Scones knows that. Scones. I was. How much power are you going to lose? Are you going to kiss a little something or somebody I on might, that ball drop? I might have to kiss my national grid guy if my power goes out to get it back up and running. Dude, road. honestly, nothing more American. Play some Bruce Springsteen and kiss a national grid boy. <laughs> oh, baby. That's <laughs> a hungry oh, heart right there. Baby. Ooh, baby, oh that's a hungry God, heart. That's wet, hot American speed right there. Hachi <laughs> Chachi, keep your eyes on the road, listener. <laughs> uh, um, I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. Uh, if you're new here, you've already left, so <laughs> why <out>. bother? <laughs> I don't want you. Uh, Scony. Ooh, what's up? Um, oh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta hit you with this crazy update in my uh, life right now. Dars, hit me with a crazy update in your life. Uh, first of all, I'm getting a call from Texas. Let me put this on speaker. Oh, uh, is it Texas National Grid? Hello? Yeehaw. Hi, this is Jessica calling you from Spectrum. Wait- wow. <laughs> Don't they know I'm doing the biggest Wait, podcast? Wait, can't they sue you now? Didn't you, you didn't ask her if she's okay with being on mic. The robot? Nah. Yeah, she's gonna have a robo lawyer, dude. You're gonna be in robo court. Robo cop's gonna arrest me. Yep. Robo lawyer's <laughs> gonna try me. Robo judge is gonna sentence me. And robo inmate's gonna become my new boy. Listen, I'm not saying there's a little bit of racism going on in the legal system, but there is. And Darcy, humans do not do well in robo court. I'll tell you. Mm, um. Well, maybe <laughs> if I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm a software engineer. I like speak your language, and they're like, oh. They're like, oh, creator, creator, creator. <laughs> then they treat you as their new god. Ooh. Or would you be Ooh. more like a neurosurgeon? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe they're like, my brain hurts. And I'm like, that's because you've got an old Pentium chip. Yeah, and but. I slap in a new It's weird because like, you I-9. could rewrite their entire consciousness or delete it. So well, I guess a brain surgeon could do that if he stabs you during surgery <laughs> in the head. <laughs> if he ends your life during yeah. surgery, he could erase your consciousness. Uh, so anyway. No backup. So tomorrow, so my Christmas plans. Yes. Uh, Christmas Eve is when my wife and her family celebrate Christmas. So it makes it easy because then on Christmas Day we go to my sides. Right? Yeah, that's a, that's always nice when that works out. It's always nice. So nice. I'll say it twice. My wife and her family celebrate Christmas Eve on their side, and my family celebrates Christmas on our side. I fucked it up the second. Uh, time. Yep. But-, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys get the idea, and um, so. About an hour ago, we get a call from my mother-in-law being like, hey, father-in-law has has the COVID. And we're like, oh, sheesh. That's uh, scary. So that throws a big wrench in all the plans. How 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 is he doing? He's doing all right. Okay. He's, he's a little sick boy. But we've got a bunch of like small kids and yada, yada, yada. And we're like, well, it's, it doesn't make sense to go to the person's house who's got COVID. Who's a little sick boy. Now, Who's a little sick boy? We didn't <gasps> want to go to a little sick boy's house. Do you think it was irresponsible? Oh no, he wasn't sick. He was just never mind. What? 
and I was going to try and somehow equate him to Tiny Tim. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Ron Artest punched the guy. Oh, no, Malice of the Palace? That's pretty <laughs> sick, too. I don't, did that happen on Christmas? <laughs> hey, nope, nothing to do with it. Okay, I was trying to relate it back there, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just in my brain. Um, So we live like 15 minutes from her parents, and everyone else is driving in like from out of state or like far away. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, we'll host, I guess, because that's kind of the only solution we got aside from like canceling Christmas. Oh, so now oh no. We Think find of all out the kids who wouldn't get presents. Exactly. Exactly. The Polar Express would derail and destroy yeah, Tom a Hanks nunnery. Would drive into the a mountainside. Rather end it all than not have Christmas. Oh, God bless him. <laughs> Extremely loud and incredibly close. Tom That's Hanks. the Peep Show story. <laughs> the Peep uh, Show so... wet hot speed story of Tom <laughs> Hanks. So now we Ascent. find out like an hour ago that we're hosting Christmas and now we're doing like a mad dash to clean our entire house top to bottom. And in the middle of all this, I was like, gotta go, gotta talk funny with my friend. <laughs> so here I am talking funny with my friend. Yeah. So that's my that's my big Christmas hullabaloo. Big hullabaloo. Oh, you guys are living in a Christmas movie right now. Right? It's like, you guys are like a Christmas the cranks type of situation. Yeah, I'm the... F- I'm the farm kid. She's the big city lawyer girl. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, darn tater. And I'm guessing she was going to fly out this morning, but the power outage and the storm yep, kept her exactly. going. Exactly. The national grid guy shot out her tires. And the plane, she's not going to be able to get on a plane until after Christmas. So she's going to have to spend Christmas with exactly. you. And it's going to, let's just say, things are going to be unexpected for her. It's going to be a whole new <laughs> way to live. Schneider. <laughs> so uh yeah so that's that's christmas uh we're at 11 minutes almost hell yeah extra the long crimbo holiday episode yeah it's that extra Dude, long the crimbo extendo peep show for the people <laughs> the peep show prologue the, for the people is our christmas special now called the holiday peep show <laughs> the holiday peep show welcome to the holiday peep welcome show to santa's holiday peep show starring tom hanks <laughs> we have the ghost of bam margera here bam <laughs> Oh, no. Um, sorry, I'm two weeks early on that one. <laughs> Scones, you have something spooky to talk about? Yeah, I got a yeah. scary Christmas. Wait, do you scary have one? Christmas. Are we both bringing one or am I bringing heat? I do not bring That's one. That's fine, because you have, you have your Christmas movie you have to star in. Yeah. I'm alone in a dark apartment, so I got the goods, baby. Scones is alone in a dark apartment. What are you I'm drinking just on? alone, man. Man, my apartment is dark, yeah. So let's talk about the Ashland Massacre. Oh. Band, play that special <laughs> Crimbo Crambo Chrysler Band, music. Yeah, give us that peep show. Give us that happy too. Honda days. All right, Sconey. Yo, 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 yo. So I found a sick website. I'm going to give a shout <laughs> out because... Called scones.com. It is, if you're a fan of this podcast, it's probably right up your alley. It is called murderbygaslight.com, and it is a Whoa, compendium no way. 
Here's the, the of tagline. Girls gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. For girl bossing. Of girl bossing, gaslighting. <laughs> gaslighting. And gatekeeping. And uh, gatekeeping. No, it is a compendium of information, resources, and discussion on notable 19th century American murders. Murder by Ooh. gaslight. How did you find it? Were you searching like how to gaslight on Christmas? Listen, I have my own research methods of how to find specific Christmas scary stories. And I will not reveal them to anyone or anything. Wow. Oh, my I God. I just railed my elbow off my desk. Oh, I just railed yum, the line yum, of yum, elbows. Yum, 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 yum. That hurts so good. <laughs> okay. Scone with a tingly uh, I don't know who the author is. Wow. You're going to gaslight them like that, dude? Anyway. You said you were the author. Mrs. J.W. Gibbons was away from her home. <laughs> Did we make her name up? What the fuck? It does sound like it. Hi, I'm J.W. Gibbons. Well, this is the 18th. Owner it up, right? It is the, uh, the 19th century, so she's like... That's true. I'm J.W. Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, P. Willard Stillwater, was in town the other day. No, and it's hot. <laughs> it's giant fan. Yeah. In her sundress. It's funny, because like, all these 18th century people who are wearing so many clothes, they're always in Louisiana or something, or Florida. Like, yeah. They're always in some... So then well, you got to be modest when the place. lords get like on that peep show 24 <sighs> 7. Can't argue with that. That's logic, though. This is J.W. Gibbons is away from her home in Ashland, Kentucky <laughs> on December 23rd, 1881. She left Whoa. behind her 18 year old son, Robert, her 14 year old daughter, Fanny, and a 17 year old Emma. Uh, Fanny was, Gibbons. Or no, sorry, 17 year old Emma Thomas, aka Carrie Co. Don't know why her what? name's Carrie Co. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, how's that spelled? Uh C A R I C O. Could be Carico, Carico. Carico? That's okay, that's interesting. Carico, I don't know. Uh She's well, anyway. like, my name's Carico now. <laughs> They're like, it's a phase. <laughs> It's like, that's her. She demands to be called that. So, 18-year-old son, Robert, 14-year-old daughter, and then a 17-year-old staying with them, <laughs> whose name is Emma Thomas, apparently first Carico. to go by Carico. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Robin Big situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Gibbons returned the following day to find her home burned. <laughs> So you dark. can't break there. It's so dark. <laughs> and I'm still laughing about the Carico thing. Oh, I'm going to get centered for this next sentence. That yeah, is a total yourself. shift in tone. <laughs> okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Happy Chrysler. Merry Hanukkah. Mrs. Gibbons returned the following day to find her home burned to the ground and all three inhabitants dead. Jesus. Yeah. Carico, too? Yep. Fuck, now I feel bad. <laughs> Neighbors discovered the fire around 5 a.m. on December 24th, and two of them were able to drag the bodies out of the file. It definitely is supposed to say fire, but it says <laughs> file. <laughs> out of the fire? It says file. Get the bodies out of the file. Fanny's skull like, was like, crushed by a blunt instrument, oh. and Emma had been strangled. Oh. It appeared that both girls had been raped. Robert, ah, who had so lost a leg in the railroad accident, was no match for the intruders. Wait, wait, wait. You said the railroad accident, not a railroad accident, implying that we are aware of the said railroad accident. Dude, if you knew Robert, you'd know. <laughs> if you were the real one and didn't just come oh. around Robert during the good times, Darce, you'd know. Old Robbie Railroad out there? Just <laughs> That's like, what they call him. It's very offensive. 
Can you imagine if you lost your leg in an accident on a railroad and you went to high school and everyone's like, it's Robbie Railroads. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, B&O? <laughs> Is it B&O? What's the name of the fucking railroad monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, People are just B&O, I was right. Okay. Like, choo-choo. No, it would have been better if it was a short line. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, so what happened to Robert? He ran outside to give an alarm. Before he could do so, the killer struck him from behind with a hatchet. Oh, man. The victim's clothes were saturated with coal oil and were partially we burnt. We need to read like two more sentences before we start. That's the problem. Is, this, the prep work is light. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know. We laugh and we make jokes. And the next sentence, it's like, hey, you shouldn't. Hey, don't do that. Hey. Uh, hey, I was in hey. Kentucky that day in 1881. <laughs> be so much more fucked up if we did do research and we're just like yeah <laughs> and then they died like every time shoreline <laughs> anyways it appeared that the killer or killers had tried to start a fire by lighting the clothing the fire did not catch so they returned and set the house on fire the town of ashland was shocked at the news the Wheeling Register called it one of the most atrocious and hellish murders ever committed in a civilized community. Wow. The town raised $1,000 as a reward for the apprehension of the killer and sent for private detective John T. Norris. So John T. Norris in the, is in. He's in the building. We got, we got the Norris. Private detective. North. I, like, I like a private eye. I kind of wish... So, Darce, you, you grew up knowing just, someone who was... Whose dad was a private eye? I do, and I just had a realization that, and I feel really dumb right now. What? In my head, private eye was spelled E Y E, but it's just private investigator. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it spelled private E Y E. I feel is like that, is it supposed to just be private eye as an eye is for investigator? I, I would believe assume? so. It's just like a P I. Yeah, I just never thought about that. What is if you type private eye? What happens? It's, it's a magazine. Um, well, it's probably it's just a, a play on words, right? Like it's yeah. yeah I'm so just I saying where just you maybe would thinking. have seen it. I mean, I'm a big fan of the magazine. I'm a big boy. I mean, it's the UK's number one best-selling news and current affairs publication, of course. So, okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yes, I I knew a a son of a private eye. I a son of a private eye. I wish you didn't. I wish you didn't have to be a cop sometimes to be yeah, a private Yeah, I would eye. love to be. W- this podcast <laughs> would be so much cooler if we were just trying to solve mysteries. Like, there should be a degree you can go for that kind of skips ahead of having to do all the other work. I'm sure this is, like, yeah. a ridiculous thing if you're in the system that, like, you would not know what's going on. But I just want to solve mysteries, people. I'm just trying to be I'm a Scooby-Doo. Just, I want an escape room that's real life, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I want to solve riddles. And find treasures. I want like an aggressive amount of pictures all over my walls while I obsess over yes. it. And like go Pins. a little bit, like make people String, in my life work. Yarn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. But <laughs> I gotta work a beat to get there. And <laughs> mm, amen. Somebody not, fund us willing. to do this. Yeah, someone who's can uh We'll just make the next cereal, dude. And then there you go. Imagine if we were the people who came up with the next cereal. As if we, I think we're doing it right now. Any business in that <laughs> doing that? 
The axe and crowbar used in the murders belonged to the Gibbons family, so the killers must have known where the things were kept. Norsk was okay. convinced. Have we talked about this before? Mm. Or is that a uh, similar situation in a different murder? Well, we've talked about a Christmas murder of the... Uh, it was an Italian family. Uh, the house was burned down. <laughs> they found out they were like upstairs. No, it wasn't this one, though, because this there was like a, a, a billboard. That was like up. in the 20th century. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was different, okay. but it is a very similar, like. We've had other stories, I think, too. I think the, uh, what was the farm murders from like season one? Oh, you're thinking of the uh, Hinterkaifeck murders. Yes. That one, I think the axe was that from one, inside the home, so someone had to know where it yeah, was, right? The axe was coming from inside the house, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, but those are not this story. Good, so good. we're in the clear. We are. We know what is happening. Norris was convinced that the killer was Mrs. Gibbons' husband, a thriftless, drinking man who had been kicked out of the house several weeks earlier because of his dissipated habits. Okay, that's prime suspect. The community found it hard to believe that Gibbons would rape his own 14-year-old daughter, but the post-mortem physicians could not say for sure that the girls had been raped. Norris thought the Gibbons had mutilated the bodies after death to make it appear that they were raped to throw suspicion on someone else. Uh, okay. So that's a lot of dark. It's a lot shit to, to figure out. Yeah. Maybe I'm not cut out yeah. to be a private eye. <laughs> <laughs> what do private eyes actually wanna... do in real life, though? They just like track down like people's like biological parents and like. Yeah, they were 23 and Me before 23 and Me, and now they're out of business. Oh no. Yeah, dude. To just be a a couple of private eyes in Louisiana and chase enemies on fan boats. Oh God, what a dream. <laughs> Where just like what a dream come true. Just wearing shorts and Hawaiian shirts all the time, with our badge yeah, just, hanging out. Just fan boating. I just want to be on a fan boat, really. Dude, we should just fuck this private eye stuff. Let's just get a fan boat. Let's just get a fan boat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey guys, donate to our fan boat uh fund. Hashtag fan boat fund. Uh, yeah. Because give and to charity. It's that time of year. It's time to give all of your funds. Can to we us. make a special Patreon category that, in order to subscribe to it, it's exactly <laughs> the price of a f- used <laughs> fan boat? <laughs> yeah, I'll Google for like six dollars. You can join Patreon, but to be a fan boat fanatic for forty-eight th- for fifteen thousand dollars, <laughs> you could get the fan boat. F- we'll take you out on the fan boat. <laughs> That'd be sick. Where would we even go? We'll just be. We can't do it in New England because it's going to be like, oh, you want to be on the frozen lake with a family? <laughs> Where the, the alligators, bro? <laughs> the newspapers reported. <laughs> we'll tear up the bass pike. <laughs> on our family. Gunning down the Connecticut River, dude. Be sick, bro. The newspapers reported several stories attributed to Mrs. Gibbons, suggesting that J.W. Gibbons was dangerously unstable. He was subject to spells of temporary insanity, frequently acting like a lunatic. He had threatened okay. to kill his family, cut their heads off, and burn down the house. <laughs> Whoa, that's awfully uh, convenient. <laughs> I think I know who did it, Scott. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. We're, we, got, we got, hold on. Okay, I'm holding. He pranced around the house, brandishing a butcher knife, and at one time he proposed a suicide pact with his wife. Norris was searching for what? Gibbons and believed he would soon be in custody if he had not already killed himself. 
prancing around the house with a butcher knife is a a, a great yeah, way to look guilty. Uh... <laughs> yeah, his lawyers are like, "Fuck, dude, dude, you were prancing. <laughs> you were prancing. You can't. What am prance? I supposed to do with that? <laughs> not everyone believes that. You can't. Uh, what's that? What's that? Fuck. Well, not a quick of the other word. <laughs> the prance doesn't fit. Um. Yeah, you can't. You can't prance. Can't be prancing. Not everyone believed that Gibbons was guilty. In the nearby town of Louisa, the police arrested a black man named Willis Hockaday. Oh no! He had been drinking the day of the murder and disappeared that night. Pretty suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. He, he was drinking in another town. The next day, he made some incriminating statements. There was no evidence that Hockaday had any connection to the murder, and the police released him. Hockaday barely escaped a lynching. Turned out oh, that boy. statements attributed to Mrs. Gibbons concerning her husband's behavior were exaggerated rumors gathered by oh. a reporter. Mrs. Gibbons denied making the statements. J.W. Gibbons arrived in Ashland on January 2nd, bringing overwhelming proof that he was elsewhere the night of the murder. He would not be arrested. Okay, well, things just got a little crazy. Detective Heflin of the Ashland Police never believed that Gibbons was the killer. He followed a different trail. The night of January 2nd, Heflin arrested three men, William Neal, Ellis Craft, and George Ellis. So there's an Ellis Craft and a George Ellis. Yeah, what's up with that? Awfully suspicious, if you ask me. George Ellis immediately admitted he was at the Gibbons' home the night of the murders but placed most of the blame on the other two men. He said Ooh, that we got a we got a rat, dude. He said that William Neal and Ellis Craft had boasted that they would ca- uh, carnally know Miss Thomas and Miss Gibbons Ew. before Christmas. They roused I... Ellis late on the night of the murder and insisted he go with them to the Gibbons house. Reluctantly, he went with them. They went in through a window and Ellis watched as Craft raped Fanny. She cried piteously for murder as he continued his hellish work. Oh, my God. He then raped Emma Thomas as George Ellis held her arms. Afterward, Emma said, oh, I'm going. uh, I know who you are, and I'm going to tell my mother. Yikes. So once she said that, uh, the noise aroused Robert, who went out to give an alarm when Kraft hit him on the head with an axe. Kraft then told Fanny her time had come, and he struck her on the head and killed her instantly. Neil then killed Emma Thomas. Ellis said the cries of the girls for mercy were terrible to listen to, and he had not slept since. Every minute since the horrible tragedy was so vividly before his eyes, he could not stand it any longer. He said he had prayed every day, and he was prepared to die. The other two men denied his story. Yikes. Yeah. Real gruesome stuff. Ay, ay, ay. This is one of those things. We talked about this on a recent episode where it's like, it's really scary when, like, a lot of the time it's just one person that's like totally a sociopath yeah, fucked the, up, but then when they meet each other. Yeah. Like, that's like, how do you, how, how, it's, how do you bring that up? How I do you broach know. the subject of, like, hey, you want to just murder people? Like, would be kind of cool. And then everyone's like, what? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that would. <laughs> What? (laughs) The police took the prisoners by steamboat to Catlisburg. They managed to secure the men in jail 
uh, before the lynching mob could get to them. But everyone believed a lynching was inevitable. The Cincinnati commercial said most likely before this is read by the many readers of the commercial, the hellhounds of this blood-curdling drama will swing into eternity. Ten armed men guarded the prisoners held at the Catlicksburg jail, and they managed to keep them safe until their trials. William Neal confessed to the crime, but Ellis Craft continued to plead not guilty. All three were charged with aiding, abetting, and conspiring murder. George Ellis was separately charged with three counts of murder, a technicality allowing him to testify against his accomplices. Neal changed his plea to not guilty, but all three men were convicted. Neal and Kraft were found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to hang. Ellis was testified against Neal and Kraft, was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to life in prison. God damn. I can't I didn't even know life in prison was a thing back then. I just assumed everyone was just straight to the, yeah. the gallows. I mean, how long Okay. You probably don't live long in prison back then. Probably not. Probably just get like your feet get too damp and then there's like a rat in your cell and then you're probably dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just 1800 stuff. Just 1800 stuff. That's also like what happened in people's homes too. Yeah, that's true. Not just cells, but. Um, this sentence though, Ellis's, the life in prison, did not sit well with the people of Ashland. A group of about 40 masked men arrived in Catlettsburg by train broke into the jail. First of all, what? were they wearing masks the entire train ride? Yeah, that's a good point. That'd be they, very suspicious. Yeah, I doubt it, but who knows, you know? Anyway, trains are weird. They arrived by train, broke into the jail through a window, unlocked Ellis's cell, and brought him out with a rope around his neck. They took him to the brickyard near the murder site and hung him from a sycamore tree. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Both Neil and Kraft appealed their convictions and were granted new trials and a change of venue to Carter County. They were taken again by steamboat to Maysville, Kentucky, guarded by 220 state troopers. Five miles south, Catlisburg, a gang of men in ferry boats opened fire on the steamboat and the troops returned fire. The troops killed one of the attackers and wounded several others. Five spectators on the riverbank were killed and 21 were wounded. Yikes. Neither Neil nor Kraft succeeded in their second trial. Both were convicted again of first-degree murder and sentenced to hang. In a last-ditch attempt to avoid execution, Kraft's brother found a black man in Columbus, Ohio, who supposedly confessed to the crime. William Dyerly had allegedly given a woman a bracelet that belonged to one of the murdered girls. No one believed the story, and nothing changed. It was thought that Kraft's friends planned to lynch Dyerly to draw attention from Kraft. Reportedly, the people of Ashland were extremely indignant, and made sure that Dyerly was treated fairly, which I'm surprised. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad I was going to say they're this willing to gone. like open fire on the cops who are transporting these people. <laughs> like, true. I figured it was going to be outlaw justice. Ellis Craft's hanging on October 12th, 1883, in Grayson, Kentucky, was witnessed by a large and festive crowd. He professed innocence to the end. William Neal was hanged in. Grayson on March 27th, 1885, with his dying breath, he uh, would also profess innocence. Yikes. And that is the Ashland Massacre. That is dark AF. Uh, well, all that Christmas ones usually are. 
Except the, yeah, uh, true. the I guess Warminster thing Christmas, is kind of the only one. <laughs> yeah, that was the only one that was just like kind of silly. Weird. Um, God damn. You know, uh, there was a must, I, you know, I, I've never thought about it, but there must have been so much more just outlaw justice back then, you know? like Yeah, especially police like. Police probably had escort criminals so much more. Especially like right after the Civil War where like yeah. there's barely any authority anywhere. Right. Also, how do you convict, like, like, I just can't imagine how you can get convictions back then. It's so crazy to me, because, like, you have no way to get actual hard evidence. Nope, not like, at all. For the mo- it's like, well, your shoe matched the same size shoe, <laughs> therefore. Well, you were out drinking like, the night of. Yeah, and then <laughs> nobody saw you while you went to sleep. It's like, <laughs> well, well, yeah. I don't know. That, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, what a terrible... The the husband says some pretty in, like horrifying yeah, things, and then said some real bad stuff. Comes back to town and is like, "Nah," and then everyone's like, "All right, it wasn't him." <laughs> hey, that thing that you kept saying, apparently, hey, when he <laughs> pranced <that> around, <laughs> yeah, and um, that's it's just a nightmare. Um, I hope everyone's <laughs> Christmas goes better than that. Yeah, me one. too. Uh, Morbo, I hope you, uh, get, get, I hope you find all of the gifts under your, under your little Christmas web tree thing. Oh, thank you. Thanks for noticing the Christmas web. Did you do a snowflake this year? Yeah, yeah. I cut it up and folded it and then unfolded it and uh, (laughs) it looks great. Bunch of people? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Oh, great. Well, I, I wish you all the best. Um, excited to see what you get for Christmas. Uh, did you have anything on your list for Christmas, actually? Uh, I just wanted everyone to have a safe, happy holiday. Wow, that's what you wrote down on your Christmas list? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's wow, right here, fun. look. Oh, ev- I hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday. Wow. Yeah, can, You're a fucking nerd. Can I have that back, please? <laughs> no, it's mine now. Uh, I'm too tall. You can't reach uh, it. I want to keep it in my archives. <laughs> More about <laughs> you keep archives? archives? <laughs> you have archives? You keep a full archives of all your Christmas letters? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what an organized uh, guy. Show, organized Spider Boy. How many eyes do spiders have, Scones? Uh, Four, it six, depends eight? on the species. Mm, likely six story. to eight. It's usually the. Okay. I think. Oh, maybe four? Four and some? I don't know. <laughs> Could be two. Hey, why not? Why not? Um, why guys, not? why not? How Take many a crazy spider chance? eyes? <laughs> Spiders usually have eight eyes. Oh, to match that. Some have six, six or legs. four. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <clears throat> um, listeners, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Uh, if you want to follow the old potty, hit mmmcobpod <laughs> on Twitter, mondaymorningcob.com, mondaymorningcob on Instagram. And... Uh, and look out for uh, our new know? Fanboats Detective series. Yeah, new Fanboats tier in Patreon. <laughs> uh, and we wish you nothing but sweet love to all. And to all a good night. Uh, good night. Bye.